My name is Drake Drakey, and welcome to the gag order, which basically means shut up and listen. And we're here to discuss personal growth. Now, I'm not a life coach, but I play one on YouTube. Now, I have no credentials or formal training, but apparently you can get away with that on YouTube. So I guess I'm like hitch with a hitch. Just given my unwarranted opinions, and unlike Twitter, I can get away with more than 140 characters. And so they say opinions are like buttholes, everyone has one, but some just smell worse than others. And this is the very first episode, you know, so I'm happy for this. The very first episode in which I'm calling No Country for Old Men, you know, because it's about getting older, which is why I'm glad I found the Fountain of Youth, you know, it's called Denial. Some people just say, oh, denial is just a river in Egypt. Yeah, and I stay drinking from that river, you know, because I reached that dreaded plateau in life, age 40. Ain't nothing good about 40, you know. They used to say 30 is the new 20 and 50 is the new 40. But when you're 40, you're just freaking 40. You know, you turn 40, you just fly out of luck, you know. And to be 40 and single with no kids, that's, that's shocking in New York. People here, 40, single, no kids, they can't believe it, you know? Like, like how long have you been in prison? I've never been in jail in my life. Like, now I'm like the unicorn. You know, maybe they'll help you get over Chris Stapp's Porzingis. Because people don't believe it, you know? So you've never been arrested or in jail in any way institutionalized? Nah, I've never been married. It's funny, I said that on stage and the married woman catch an attitude as the married men try to chuckle under their breath. You know, because the last thing they wanted to do was appear happy to the warden. You know, the last thing they want to do was go home and be punished and be not sent to the hole. You know, see? Able to keep the language clean, case there's kids around. You know, and they get mad. Eh? Oh yeah, Drake, that's why you ain't got nobody. Because I refuse to submit? You mean commit? Yeah, same thing. But here's the thing about getting older, you know, no one wants to grow old alone, you know, so much so that they'll stay in unhealthy relationships just to be in a relationship. And you realize experience is your greatest teacher as you have to learn to be strong and strong enough to say enough is enough. I deserve better than this and to be willing to move on, you know, because I know how hard that could be because that happened to me. You know, I used to live with my ex, but eventually I came to realize I have to move on with my life, you know, because she died, you know, so I had to move because eventually she began to smell. I mean, the whole apartment, too, you know, but I know she will never, ever be forgotten, especially by all those neighborhood kids that were out trick-or-treating that day you know and the parents gonna get mad at me you know how you gonna let our kids see that like let them your badass kids thought the police tape was halloween decorations you know you know but the good thing is you know when they ask like, well how did she die and i told them she didn't eat enough vegetables you, know? you never saw so many nine and ten year old vegetarians after that because hey, it's important to be healthy you know, healthy mind, healthy body and all. And they say with age comes wisdom. <laughs> and how do you explain the presidency? You know, he's old enough to know better. You know? I mean, really old. You know? 
you expect him to know a lot. You know, why does someone so intelligent have to keep explaining how intelligent they are? You know, it's, apparently Einstein would get on people's nerves with that. You know, are you trying to convince yourself? I think getting older, you try to maintain relevancy, you know, and it becomes a constant struggle because you know, you're supposed to age gracefully. But the problem arises when people get defiant and try to deny the fact that they're ancient and do things rather suspicious. You know, they start dressing like they've never been retired. You know? like, to me, I live in New York, you know, New York can't drive everywhere. You got to take a train, you know. You ever been on a train and you've seen like a senior lady have the gall to wear sweatpants with the words juicy across the backside? Uh, I don't think so. You know, I think that juice done expired because those type of sweatpants are not supposed to be baggy. You know, I think the juice evaporated. You know, you need sweatpants that read crusty across the back. Now, you can't wear anything you want at any age, you know. You got to take stock of your situation. Like, I know, like, Jerry Seinfeld spoke about women with man hands. Man, you know what's scarier than women with man hands? Women with man feet. I mean, let's be real. You know, you can't make my feet look dainty if we're going to be together. You know, my feet automatically look dainty, dainty if you got professional kickball-looking feet. You know, you get think. You know, if if you have Captain Caveman feet, you got to date someone with Sasquatch feet just to balance out the relationship. This way, your footprints will have that synchronized look in the sand. You know? And getting older means you have to face reality, which is not everybody can wear flip-flops. I'm sorry, that needs to be a law. You know. And I don't even care if you're on the beach, you know, if your toes don't all face the same direction, you're going to have to wear nurse's shoes in the sand. You know, feet can't look like you save hundreds of lives by stepping on a landmine. And you can't jazz them up, you know, it's not like painting some decrepit looking toenails going to prove things. Just look like George R. Banks got a pedicure. You know, you got depressed looking feet that if you stand in the wet sand and then walk away and your toe imprints spell out melancholy in script. Sad. And I live in New York, so taking the train, you know, like I say, it's the only way you can get around and and you're afraid to make eye contact on the train. You know, so I just look at the floor and that's when you discover the falsehood of that phrase. Things can't get worse because they always do. And what's worse than decrepit looking feet and flip flops? Old decrepit feet and flip flops with a foot tattoo. You know, at 21, that ankle, that foot, ta- the ankle tattoo of, of Woodstock, the bird from Charlie Brown was cute, you know. Now, when you're 65 and got extra skin and liver spots, now just look, Woodstock just look like a giraffe with emphysema. I mean, if you get tattoos put on your foot, obviously you have a foot fetish. And if you don't have a good looking feet, it just like looks, people just wish you had a fetish for socks. So this whole situation forced me to make eye contact. Now I'm afraid to look down. So if I trip over my shoelaces, that it must be meant, that's meant to be. I should have double tied my shoes at home. Because I end up seeing a tattoo across a foot. foot man, you cannot do this with ugly feet, you know? That's like hanging a Rembrandt up in the projects. 
no matter what, it's still going to look like projects. You know, your best bet is to get a better looking foot tattooed on your foot. You know, for some people to draw attention to chaos. And especially in this age of social media, you know, I know getting older because the language has changed. Like the slang is foreign to me now. Like I still say dope, you know. Dope went from meaning idiot to drugs to extremely awesome to non-existent. And that's what I become, non-existent. But apparently people must have started word running out of words for approval because now they're using brand names. You know, I saw someone they wear something new and say, hey, I wear something new. They were like, how do you think of it? Like, whoa, that's what's up. That's Gucci. Like, no, it ain't. I ain't got that kind of money. But that's the slang, you know, urban slang. They can get away with that, you know. They couldn't get away with that in some rich affluent area, you know. It can't be, hey, hey, your dog, what you think? Yo, that's Gucci, you know. Some uppity white woman snickering in the background. Yeah, hey, he must mean swap me, Gucci. What's maybe one of this? Is it like cultural thing? I mean, do white people have their own slang? Like, Amber, look. Oh my God, Becky, that is so LL Bean. I know, awesome sauce. But the slang I'm using is so different now. I don't think so. I mean, like I used to say, yo, that's that's straight fire. And someone told me, yeah, they don't say fire anymore. They say lit. Like, well, doesn't one beget the other? I mean, back in the day, they said cool before they said chill. You know, because it showed progression. Innovation. You know, going from fire to lit just seems like you're moving backwards. It's like a Star Wars thing. You know, you making verbal prequels to go forward. And speaking of Star Wars, huh, you know, you can't just blame crazy on old age now. I'm apparently saying that some of the younger folk is acting crazy, but just crazy, but quite peculiar, you know, like the Empire actor, you know, the black actor who went out two in the morning looking uh, for a sandwich and gets attacked by two men. And oh, yeah, the actor who happens just happens to be gay. You know, and his name just happens to be Juicy. You know, can't make that up, you know. I know he's an actor, but he can't deliver that great a script. But that to be a name, I mean, that's actually on your birth certificate. Juicy, you know, and you're gay. I mean, that's some excellent foreshadowing on the parents' part. Because he must have been showing signs as a baby. Like a new parent. You know, your baby's crying. You get scared. You're thinking, oh, it could be colicky. He can be sick. He could have a fever, you know. And before you rush him to the emergency, the doctor's going to say, hey, did you take his temperature? Now, for a baby, you know, you just can't stick a thermometer under his tongue. You know, you risk choking. So you got to go another direction with the thermometer. I think that's what they did, you know. The baby stopped crying. And he's smiling. You think, oh, the medicine must have finally kicked in. You can avoid the emergency room. And you take the thermometer out. And now he's bawling. And as a black father, you know, that's you, you get mad. You're like, hey, thermometer's not a the pacifier. He, 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 he acting kind of juicy, you know. There's probably signs, you know. So probably complaining to the wife. Honey, look at the baby. Like, oh, please, a lot of babies fall asleep sucking their thumb. Hey. Not with their hand on their hip. You know. He he acting juicy, you know. Dun it dun dun it dun dun. If you didn't know, now you know, nigga. 
but the story behind it, you know, the, the MAGA members recognized him in the hood at two in the morning because that's where they be at. And they happen to have a noose and bleach and hollered gay epithets. Now he's gay, so so what? As long as he's happy and one of the definitions for happy is gay, you know, that's why you ain't ever seen me smile. I am straight in at six o'clock. You know, I want it on record. I am the maddest guy on earth. You know, but it came out he had this whole thing planned. You know, as a power move to get more money, which may actually cost him his employment. Because now they're trying to get rid of him, which is ironic. A star went to war with the forces that be, and the empire struck back. That's what you call cinematic justice. But maybe it's just a Holly weird thing, you know. Like your mind playing tricks on you, especially if you get older and you start noticing irony. You know, like how ironic is it that as you started approaching the anniversary of Prince's death, that Spike Lee finally accepts an Oscar award dressed up as Prince's chauffeur? It's messed up. This family and friends didn't say anything when he left the house, you know. I guess people were more worried about hurting someone's feelings, you know. Families is becoming bigger now, isn't it? It's this new millennium. You know, like I remember as a kid, like when we're playing Simon Says and get frustrated because the announcer's name was Simon. And I kept losing because he kept switching up the cadence. You know, like he started off, like, oh, Simon says this, Simon says that. Then he switched and say, I say do this, and I do it, and I get caught out. And I complain. I'm like, yo, I shouldn't be caught out for being thorough, especially when the announcer's name is Simon. And he's like, oh, it's just a game. Why are you taking it so personal? Like, I'm taking it personal. You're the one playing in third person. You know, I guess I'm just ahead of my time. People think I'm outdated. You know, I know I'm not outdated. Even my MySpace page says so. You can even ask Tom. He'll tell you. Although I don't even think Tom is there anymore. <laughs> now it really is my space. You know, I guess I just can't fit in with the young crowd now. You know, you try to fit in with the young try not to get caught. You know, like me, I remember before I realized it was a video game, I thought Call of Duty was human nature when you was eating beans out camping. But I came off being old, you know. You know, Call of Duty was a game, you know. I know I was getting old when I found out I was the only black man in the neighborhood who still wears a belt. You know, all these young thugs gonna try to clown me. You know, oh, yo, Drake, the old uppity nigga trying to look fancy. What do you got an interview? Like, I'm wearing jeans. What do you think? It's a parole interview? You know, thugs wear pants like shackles now. You know, they want to take the money out their wallet. They get go in their sock. I mean, this lady, the ladies, is that, is that appealing to you? You know. You find it sexy seeing a man's drawers like a foot above his pant line. I mean, maybe if they were clean drawers, you know, I guess thugs trying to appeal to the modern woman, you know, with 50 shades of dingy. And you can't tell them to pull the pants up and get in the fight. You know, oh, you just a hater, Drake. I'm going to do me. You know, I keep it 100. Like, dude, you got holes in your drawers. That's like 100 percent bum. I don't care what anyone thinks, you know, they could just kiss my ass, you know, I, have, I fear no one. I'm like, dear devil. Like, yeah. Or you better not wear those holy drawers in the village, or you be thought of a whole new kind of dead devil. You know, dead devil, the man without fear or trepidation. You know? But then I realized beefing with young thugs just makes you look older, you know. 
I think the, the older you get, the more defiant and feisty you become. And the problem with defiance is when you get older, it turns into denial. And you start to deny facts, you know, like case in point. My mother's been retired for a while and, you know, goes for a medical checkup, you know, asks how it was. She stayed, oh, the blood pressure's this, blood work is that, and they predicted my weight to be. You're like, wait, 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 wait. What do you mean they predicted your weight? Like, he just looked at you and took a guess? And mother's like, well, it wasn't a doctor, it was his nurse. Like, well, obviously she's not qualified to weigh you or she would be a doctor. What does that have to do with anything? You know, did her prediction require using a scale? Like, yes. Then how is it a prediction? Like, it, was there a crystal ball on top of the scale? And mother's like, well, because this nurse predicted my weight to be 148 pounds. Then I know I weigh 138 pounds because I weighed myself at home. Like, okay, so this expensive medical scale of a world-renowned hospital that caters to millions of people maintaining constant checks and upgrades is faulty, but your $30 scale at home is accurate. You know, I just put brand new batteries in the last night and weighed myself and it said 138 pounds, so I know that's right. I bought that scale from Target. Well, you know, how can modernized medicals and equipment compete with Target? You know, a scale from Target, you know, that means it's on point. So then she has the audacity to say, the nurses even take the account of my clothes I was wearing. So I'm like, what kind of hell of clothes are you wearing? Were you wearing like combat boots and a parka? Well, of course not. I got to take off my coat and my shoes before I weigh myself. I'm like, well, what about your purse? You know, say that because now if you're 25 or younger, it's a purse. You get closer to 30, it becomes a pocketbook. And like the older you get, it seems the bigger the pocketbook gets. You could actually tell a woman's age by the pocketbook. You see something that looks like a duffel bag with spaghetti straps. She's old, you know. Yeah, some mother's like, well, of course I take off my pocketbook and my jewelry and empty my pockets. And I was like, well, I don't know how to tell you this, but you weigh 148 pounds. Because pants, socks, and a shirt doesn't weigh 10 pounds. It was a bulky sweater. Like, a bulky sweater and pants and shoes doesn't weigh 10 pounds. I mean, that's what you think. I'm thinking, well, maybe that, would, that probably would explain a lot. You know, it probably was, you know, because... You're actually walking slow, I think, because you're getting older, but apparently your clothes are heavy. You know, we get you some lighter clothes, you probably won't need your cane. Yeah, as a matter of fact, since you got that target scale, let's weigh your clothes you wore yesterday and see if they weigh 10 pounds. It's like, shut up. You, know, you can't win, you know. See, age doesn't age well, and you can't fight age. Age changes taste, views, music, you know. I start to think I'm getting old. I realize I'm getting older when I what I consider real hip hop was done by people who no longer do it. And the older you get, the the more you talk, the bigger chance you have to appear senile. So they say less is more for a reason. Like when old people keep talking about things that no longer exist, and they keep reminding you that they no longer exist. And I'm like, I'm tired of hearing about crooked hood, crooked Hillary. Like, dude, enough already, you know. She's over. Why do you keep bringing up? Did she break your heart? You know, her career is over. You know, unless Hillary's going to build a brand new wall, no one wants to hear about Hillary. You know, you ended her career. You do realize that, right? Or do you keep forgetting? I mean, if there's inclinations of mental health, then then I think he needs there needs to be an age limit and mental evaluation on social media. Because really, I don't think any president should be on Twitter. Trump, Obama. Bush, Clinton, 
Although I doubt it was Twitter. I think Clinton might have been on Tinder. But but there's a saying, you know, people who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, you know, especially glass white houses. I mean, the last thing any foreigner would expect to see come to America is a president on Twitter. Twitter, they they need to call that bitter. He's like the bitter Twitter president. You know, a president's supposed to appear, supposed to be like, appear like to be ascending, you know, not trending, responding to criticism, trolling people who share opinion that you don't like. So you crucify him, you know, an old man trolling young, young folk, you know, trolling in your 70s. Well, I guess because you looked apart, but seriously, dude, that just looks awfully sensitive. That's going to compromise our standing and make us look weak to the world. The president of the DSA, you know, the divided states of America, you know, you should be uniting the land. The Democrats are just jealous because they lost the election. Yeah, so that's old news, you know. That's like next year's Super Bowl, someone brings up, oh, that ref blew the call with the Saints and the Rams in the playoffs. Like, it's over, you know. That's like people complaining about Spygate with the New England Patriots. Well, Jets fans. But anyway, the funny thing I think I heard him say during that time, he was like, the voter hacking. He said, I was also a victim of voter hacking. Really? Victim? Dude, I think the word you're looking for is compliant. You know, not that you wasn't going to win, but you won by a lot. It was, I mean, you had to get a lot of the female vote. And at the time, there were a lot of women speaking against you. Some of them even had to recuse themselves from the Cosby allegations to show up against you. When he said, these women, those women are just trying to tarnish his character just because they were assaulted by him. <laughs> Man, those women are just tripping, you know. But apparently this didn't make him fall out of favor with them. Might have increased his pill, a bill, you know. These women with these forbidden fantasies, you know. Fifty Shades of Black and Blue makes Fifty Shades of Grey. You know, he said he would do so much for women, like the firings and making them resign. You know, when he said, I love do some women, I love women. You know, that just means he's not attracted to men. Which is probably why MAGA attacked Juicy, because he didn't get Juicy's vote. Hell, I love women too, you know, just not against their will. And the Me Too movement had no effect on Donald Trump or Brett Kavanaugh. Donald Trump was like, Me Too, <laughs> my group's called Me First. Yeah, which is why he probably explains why he always has to get the last word in. Which takes tremendous dedication and focus when debating a woman. You know, because everyone remembers Hillary Clinton's speech. You know, it was, it was just legendary when she said, And I was speaking to Michelle Obama. And she said, remember, when they go low, we go high. Which Donald quickly retweeted, and speaking of 69, hilarious, or hillary Arius, whatever you want to call it. It was mad funny. And um, I guess it just should just be an age limitations when doing things publicly. Because the older you get, it doesn't always look right. Like, if you saw Betty White in the reggae club. Now, if she likes the music, she likes the music, you know. But if she starts getting low with it and dropping it like it's hot, then they got to get help to help lift it back up again. Then no, that's not right. You know? Don't look right. Like I was a DJ, DJ Drake years ago, you know. A DJ, you know, I, was a, I wouldn't look right now, DJ in the high school prom. 
sure, DJ plays music, but the DJ also converses with the crowd. You know, I can't speak my basic DJ talk to them. You know, you're like, where the single ladies at? Say ho. They're like, no. Who the hell is DJing? R. Kelly? I heard about that R. Kelly guy on the news. He's, they called him the Pied Piper, you know. You heard what the Pied Piper did with, on the videotape with those girls? I thought the Pied Piper, I thought that was an autocorrected misprint. Because I heard about the tape, you know, he, he pied all over their face. You know, come on, ladies. There's some Biggie Smalls. Like, why are you playing that old school? Because uh, I see some ladies tonight that should be having it. What? You know, Biggie Smalls, you know. I love it when you call me Big Pop. But, like, nigga, you went to school with my father. He getting old. One of you can still relate. Scariest thing about getting older is the older you get you start to question your own mortality and that's when you really find religion you know because you're trying to live and be and stay healthy but now you go to doctors now you get older you see them more now your doctor wants you to see other doctors and then as a man the doctor will suggest the most horrific terror known to man he'll suggest seeing a special doctor and that's when I think that phrase, a come to Jesus moment, I think this is the origin of it. As the doctor was saying, you know, you're getting to a certain age, Drake, uh, I think you're due to have a proctology exam. And the first thing I said was, Jesus Christ. You know, sorry, doc, uh, ain't no way that's happening to me. It is against my religion. And the doctor said, well, we'll just do it next year and every year after that for the rest of your life. And it just cemented to me in that moment, I will never leave the Lord. No. That's a no-brainer, you know. Stay with the Lord or walk funny. You know, because I couldn't see the doctor and then face the church congregation after that, you know. You go to church, it's, it's time for sinners to repent. I'm pretty sure that someone is in there has been backsliding. Like, yeah, but I got a doctor's note. First of all, I think it's just barbaric. I mean, think about it. In today's age of technology, where you can Google Earth and can see any place in the world from space, where you can get x-rays to see your bones. You can get sonograms to see your organs, organs functioning live and in color. A CAT scan done with lasers. You can see your whole body all around and you can wear a gown. You mean you tell me you're forced to go through with a handsy doctor? You mean you couldn't just get a CAT scan laying on your stomach spread eagle? I was afraid I was going to start running out of excuses to tell my doctor and get one. You know, that's the rudgery we came up because... She was willing to do it herself. I mean, she put a rubber glove on and she didn't even take off her wedding ring. And I noticed because I was able to notice the wedding ring through the glove. I mean, it was dynamic. I didn't think anybody could love a woman as much as this guy loved his wife. That he must have been trying to brag how much he loved his wife. It's the type of ring you give your wife when you're caught sexually assaulting a hotel worker in Denver, Colorado, while you're on a work assignment from Los Angeles. Huge ring. And I ain't trying to feel nothing back there, especially nothing like that, you know, nothing at all. They say, well, rubber is ribbed for her enjoyment, not mine. So if that happens, you know, just fall to your knees and pray because the doctors get scared, you know. I think the doctors do that as a medical prank to talk about his interventions. I'm saying I'm not getting up off my knees. Y'all going to have to lift me up. And I'm not light. 
And if they get they do get a medical staff to try to lift you up, you know, and as I pull out the Bible, you know, then the conscience gets to them. You know, like, all right, you won this round, but this won't be over. I was like, yeah, I know. I heard that the devil will constantly test you. But I came to the conclusion. I was like, hey, if it isn't in the Bible, it ain't going in me. But then I had to check and actually make sure it's not in the Bible, you know. And I'm reading it. I'm thinking, like, where would I find something that would explain or show that something that should not enter me? Exodus. I know it just sounded plausible. And I read that whole book, that whole chapter, you know, looking for proof. And I didn't find anything, you know, I was coming across things like, oh, the burning bush. No, but I better remember that one because I do know that girl who's rather promiscuous. <laughs> Part in the Red Sea, but not red bone cheeks. So sorry, no. But the thing is, especially with the proctologist, you never hear a good story about going to see a proctologist. There's always something out of a Stephen King novel, novel, you know. Maybe Jordan Peele, you know. Instead of get out, he makes don't go there. I think part of the reason the procedure seems barbaric is, is when I hear cops send you to jail, they do a cavity search. And you could be like, well, why don't I just have my dentist send you my dental records? But they ain't trying to hear that, you know. And for some reason, and for someone checking for cavities, they sure take the wrong scenic route. I mean, couldn't they just look in your mouth? I mean, the way they would go would take too long, you know. I mean, the light would have to be just right. You know, we had to be bent over at just the right angle. And they're just wasting time. You, you figure, because the police are city workers, you know, they're just trying to milk the clock. And as a matter of fact, if your doctor wants you to have a proctology exam, you should bring the results from the police. You know, unless the doctor says, well, the police sends me the, the results with a referral. Like, what? <coughs> Doctors, hey, don't start coughing until I tell you I'm ready. Like, what? She, hey, don't say it. Don't go there. Then don't you go there. That's right. Don't start none. Won't be none. But I've always heard, like, the scariest stories about proctologists. Like some new wave herbal proctologist, you know. Like, there's always something off about the doctor. I mean, well, look at their field of expertise. Obviously, they couldn't make it as a dentist and had to settle. You know, you got to do your research when you, you, you look for a proctologist. You know, you can't do a half-assed job. And you can't be cheap. I mean, it's not about saving a dollar. It's about saving peace of mind. Case in point. A guy goes to a discount proctologist and he said while sitting in the waiting room, he saw a water bug walking across the ceiling, you know, which should have been a sign. But he thought, you know, well, maybe one of the patients smuggled him in from home. So he said he was called into the doctor's office and the doctor's office didn't have a door. He had beads. Like the Brady Bunch bamboo beaded curtains from the 70s. So now, now he's really not feeling comfortable about it. You know, he sounds like he's feeling uncomfortable. He said, he asked him, do you provide any anesthesia before you do this? He said, the doctor said, do you like wine? I got Hennessy. And the guy's like, what the hell? You know, the doctor's like, okay, okay, relax. You know, starts to put on some music to help him relax. He puts on Barry White. That is not gonna make you relax, you know. That you get a proctologist, you know, I spoke to hear. 
deeper and deeper. Like, what the hell is the music so loud? Like, like you trying to drown out. And, wait, wait, wait. Why do your light switch have a dimmer switch? Oh, hell no. You know, he said he ran out of there lightning speed. Ran the 40-yard dash in 4.25. And that is faster than old Dale Beckham. And I'm like, yo, why would you find an proctologist on Craigslist? You know what he said? Hey, what other doctors take as Groupons? See, you cannot be cheap in a situation. So I don't trust doctors, you know. And then, you know, you find guys who do it. They try to justify it. Like, Drake, when I get older, you know, I started seeing a proctologist. So I haven't changed. Like, remember when your voice used to be deep? What are you talking about? I still do have a deep voice. Ladies say I sound like Barry White. Like, yeah, and now you sound like Barry Gibb. I know you're trying to stay alive, but you change, you know. And I come to realize that wives and girlfriends get mad at me because I end up talking men out of getting this procedure. You know, Drake, you're just hating. That's right, because I know I ain't going to like it. But you have to wonder, why are women so gung-ho about having them men get this done? You know, my girl just is concerned about my health. Yeah, that may be part of it. But the other part is leverage. She has the upper hand now. See, now you, you can never win an argument, you know. Especially if you, you're the violent type, you know. Don't think you could ever put your hands on a woman in general, but now you really can't, you know. Because women to bring that up, you know. Like, oh, so now you want to hit me? You ain't trying to hit that guy that was sticking his fingers in your ass, you know. Because now it's going to come up no matter what. And the last thing you want to do is in public, you know. Cause, see, now you can't leave her because she'll embarrass you because of it. And make a scene like, oh, so, so you're telling me you're breaking up with me? So what? You, you gonna see that proctologist you like so much? You certainly didn't mind the experience. Like, shut up, Sheila. That the doctor said that was that was just an, an involuntary reaction. Mm-hmm. Sure, it was, Herman. It was awfully cold for you to in the examination room for you to be able to rise to the occasion. See, now she got you cornered in a relationship. And their ladies hate me talking about the subject. Like, Drake ain't nothing changed about my man. You know, he saw the proctologist and he even has more pep in his step. Yeah, that's just an unplanned side effect. You know, shut up, Drake, because my man is happy now. He even whistles when he walks. Yeah, but his mouth is closed. So this is part one uh, about getting older. I'm entitling this the very first gag order podcast i'm calling no country for old men yeah. hope it was enjoyable worth it you know so please like it if you viewed it and subscribe you know i only the only subscribers i actually have is on my other accounts so subscribe respond don't be a stranger i'm out drake drakey